Welcome back, everybody, to the Empty Stats Podcast. This is episode 15. We went on a bit of a hiatus. We haven't recorded an episode in a while, so we apologize uh, to the listeners that have been uh, looking forward so to valiantly. an episode. Uh, to the very little of you who are looking forward to an episode. Shout out my is, dad. This is for you. Uh, welcome back, guys, to the pod. A lot of stuff has happened since the last time we recorded, which I believe was when the lockout ended. Yeah, I think that was our last time we recorded an episode. So a lot has happened since. Yeah, the last time we recorded was uh, about middle of March. So anyway, we're here. Anyway, Uh, NBA playoffs start tomorrow. We're recording this Monday night. Uh, Baseball just kicked off uh, on Thursday. So exciting times. National championship just ended. Our college basketball just ended. My bracket was horrible. So. You know, at least it was a good Final Four. You know, that's all you could ask for. Yeah, Got a pretty legendary is- Final Four. You know, kind of can't ask for more than that. My bracket was good until the second day. Uh, my bracket, just not good at all. Good uh, I believe day. I believe that says I got only 6.5% of my picks correct. Uh, yeah, not a good, not a good tournament for your boy. Ooh. Not a good tournament for your boy. That Warren Buffett million dollars is not yours. Never will be. And I don't think anybody ever will. Really? Get those anyone million bucks. I think someone I think someone will in our lifetime. I s- dude, you just can't predict it, bro. I know you can't, but it only takes it is, one there is so the it's just it's just too many outcomes. It's too many outcomes. It's too many teams. A 68 team bracket, every single game correct. I, I agree it's not impossible, but it's pretty damn close to impossible. It's, it is, but it only takes one person to be right one time. Oh, I mean, I think – I I mean, I was in the same boat. I didn't think a 16 was ever going to be the one seed, and it took UMBC to do it. So, oh. you know, it can happen. It can't. You, a 15 seed made the Elite Eight. I didn't think that would ever happen either. That's a good point. But and Doug Eddard, man. Smoked. Yeah. Now unfortunate, unfortunate ending for my Kentucky Wildcats, you know, and and our North Texas Mean Green for that matter. Man, you know, the conference time. tournament was a really tough loss. You know, we kind of got we kind of got screwed a little bit. The Conference USA did schedule us for an 11 a.m. game after the nightcap. Yeah. So but that they kind of screwed us over in that department. But it was also one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched. Yeah, put up 30. So that was not – that wasn't good. But at least we almost beat Virginia. We did almost beat Virginia. I was there. Was at fantastic. least we almost beat a Power 5 team in overtime. Yeah. Imagine five years ago Virginia being the one seed and now UNT is – Imagine North Texas hosting the national champion from 2019. Shout out Kyle Guy. In the NIT. In the NIT for a chance to go to Madison Square Garden. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, anyway, with basketball ramping up, tomorrow we have the play-in games. Let's uh, go, man. By the way, can you believe it? We're already at the playoffs. I feel like like it was literally two weeks ago we were talking about Celtics' next game of the year. And is the Celtics being bad? And, like, dude, what happened? How did we get here? <laughs> I looked back at some of the uh, our preseason award picks. Not good. Rough. Rough. Not good. I don't, I don't know. I think Giannis, for different I just need to stop predicting, I think. I think I just need to just stop predicting and just talk reactionary about what I see happening every night and go off that for the year. You taking Luca for – uh. MVP Did I pick Luca for MVP? Yeah. Okay. Not too far yeah. out of the. Sh- uh, I mean, I've, I mean, I think he's still getting kind of squeezed a little bit in the talk. I think he deserves at least third place talk now. I think the only one any of us are going to get right is going to be Evan Mobley, but we'll get to that later. Did I say Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year? Or did I say Cade? You said Cade because Scotty Barnes was wasn't what we Scotty Barnes was a pretty niche pick at the time I think I think Evan Mobley at the time for you was still pretty niche yeah I was just I was real big on the Evan Mobley train yeah you that was a big hit that was a big hit for you 
That, 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 feel- that's that's a check for the agenda. <laughs> you know who I'm feeling like that for neck this year? I feel like Chet Holmgren for this year is gonna be my Evan Mobley. I, I feel like Chet him. Holmgren isn't as much of a it's sleeper not. underground as Evan Mobley. Well, Evan I, Mobley I get, I get, I, get like. I, I understand what you mean in terms of like that's the guy you're gonna ride with for the year. But yeah. it's also it's like Evan Mobley also. I mean, even though Evan, Evan Mobley was a third pick, he still was kind of like Scotty Barnes, oh, no. where it's like you know project, project. Yeah, exactly. But exactly, the one that always bites me is the Jarrett Culver. I thought Jarrett Culver was him. Mm. Man, unfortunate, unfortunate him. for him. But all right, very well, intriguing, uh, very intriguing playing matches. Unfortunately, the Western Conference has two stinkers. We've got the Pelicans and the Spurs. Both teams are 10 games under 500 or worse. But besides those two teams, every team was four games above five. Actually, no, the Clippers were two games above 500. Everybody else was four games or better above 500. So very good, very good playoff pull this year. So, you know, it's not like the past few years where you'll get like two teams in each conference, you know, pretty under 500. Like the Magic. Right. It's pretty impressive that the Eastern Conference got 10 teams over 500 in the playoffs. So, goodest to the East. We've got the Nets and the Cavs tomorrow night, uh, as well as the Timberwolves and Clippers, and then Hawks, Hornets, and Pelicans, Spurs are on Wednesday. So, uh, I needed a re- refresher on this because the plan is a confusing process if, if, you, don't understand, if you don't understand it. So, the 7-8 seven, eight. Eight plays each other. The winner of that game is the seven seed in their respective conference. The loser then plays the winner of the nine, 10 game. The loser of that game is just out of the picture in total. And then the winner of that second game becomes the eight seed in that conference. So whoever, so so the winner of this Nets Cavs game is going to become the seven seed loser of that game. will play the winner of the Hawks Hornets winner of T wolves Clippers becomes a seven loser plays the winner of Pelicans and Spurs. So I feel like predictions are pretty straightforward with this one. Yeah. I feel like majority. I don't know who. What do you, what do you feel in that Pelican Spurs game? Because it's a kind of a toss up for me. Okay, so yeah, we can we can start out and we can start in the West. Uh, Pelican Spurs. I I want to see the Spurs win, but I think CJ McCollum and that Pelicans team is real. Is they're they're pretty good, especially with like Herb Jones being as good as he is. It's an interesting matchup, right? Because like it's two teams yeah. at ten games under five hundred and worse. But they're both fighting but for both, a playoff spot. But they're both teams that could win right. the game. But they have the opportunity to play for something. So I'm intrigued to see because, like, you know, both of these teams are kind of like those kind of like really kind of grind teams, you know. Those right. – when you play the Pelicans and the Spurs, those are kind of grind games, especially the Spurs, the, of course, the Popovich. The, the thing I'm coming out with is that the Pelicans at one time were like 3-13. and 13. Right. Ever since then, they've been a much better team. So I'm, I think the Pelicans are the better team. And I think they're – I don't think it's going to be a particularly, like, blowout of a game, but I think the Pelicans might run away with it. Right. I can see that. I, there's also part of me that feels like it's like a DeJounte Murray goes off game. Yeah, but do we really – okay. Winner of Mi- Minnesota Clippers, do we think the loser is going to lose to the Pelicans or the Spurs? No, I don't think so. Okay, so we can just kind of we can write that. No, game off. it's it's not. But it, I, I don't know. It's an intriguing game. You know, it's there. It's, it, on it's the a schedule. good game. It's on the schedule. You know, it I is, mean, there's got to be a winner. There has so. to be a winner, but I don't think the winner beats the. Clippers <laughs> One of these teams the is going to play for the eight seed. <laughs> yeah, so I got I got the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans. Right. I think the Pelicans come out on top. All right. So yeah, so I got Minnesota beating the Clippers. I have Minnesota. I think Memphis, Minnesota well. is quite an intriguing first round matchup. Yeah, I've I've seen some people on Twitter say that they like Minnesota in this matchup. And I texted you saying right. I don't you want have, to see you have Minnesota. spoken about this before. I I think the Minnesota team, they're super up and down. All it takes is one game for them to get hot and they can blow you out by about 40. And I think they can do that to the Memphis team. So I, I think I'm going Memphis in six. Yeah, I think I think that Memphis Minnesota series, if it's if it happens, is probably the series that has the most upset potential. Right. Who Phoenix isn't losing. Golden State probably isn't losing to Denver, well, we get to especially see. with Steph Curry. 
if the Clippers do face Phoenix, the Kawhi timetable starts to get a little. Especially, yeah, right. The Clippers with Paul George against the Spurs against the Suns is definitely an interesting matchup for sure, especially yes, after but, last year's conference finals. So now I'm intrigued to see what the Kawhi timetable is because I was listening to like Kevin O'Connor say that he might be ramping up pretty soon. So I don't think he plays in the play-in game, but if they do make it into Phoenix, I wonder if he kind of gets in right. there for the past couple of games. So, right. yeah, I'm taking Memphis in six because I think Minnesota can get hot. But they can also get really cold and not score for, like, ten minutes. I feel like Memphis the Memphis – I feel like if Minnesota plays Memphis, it'll feel like Memphis versus Utah last year, just inverse. Okay. Where Minnesota just gives it everything they have. Like, right. all they got – and really makes it a competitive series, but, but it's just, short. but the talent level just is discrepancy just is comes up, different. comes up leading in the end. Okay. So I like Memphis and six. What do you got? Uh, right. So Phoenix obviously is going to win their first round series. If they don't, then if Phoenix doesn't win their first round, if Phoenix gets upset is where does that rank in terms of upsets in NBA history? Probably right behind the, we believe Warriors, the Mavs. Okay. Like right there. Because the, so the Suns won sixty four games. That Mavs team won sixty five, or, right. or did they go sixty seven and fifteen? I don't remember. Off the top I think of my head. I think it was sixty seven and fifteen. But this Phoenix team has a lot of hype around it. Uh, so if the Clippers do play Phoenix, with no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume Kawhi doesn't play because I think it's kind of a stretch. Yeah. I'm going to say Suns in five. Yeah, I think I think a Suns Clippers series is. I think the Clippers probably still won in there. So I'm kind of on like that sentiment. Suns and five. five. I'd probably have Grizzlies. I say Grizzlies in five over Minnesota. Okay. Golden State, I, I think, beats Denver in six. I really like the six number. So I'm going to be going to that a lot. Right. I, I like, well, I think, well, I think it's a fair number to choose because, I mean, a lot of these matchups are going to be really competitive. There's not a matchup that I'm looking at that's going to no, be like, no, no oh, series. Wow. I don't think any series is going to be a sweep. Even the eight ones this year are going to be interesting. Right. I don't think any series is really going to be a sweep unless, unless like a, like a, the Pelicans or the Spurs sneak into the eight seed, then probably. Right. But, right. I mean, I think just a talent level is just so on par with so each other. Even. It's like, yeah. you know, these series are going to go deep. Like, they're going to be some, especially in the East, some seven game series. We'll get into that. But okay. so, so Phoenix, I think Warriors all the top there. seeds, I think all the top seeds win. And of course, we're, we'll get into the maps with right. Luca because, of course, all of us are scared. We don't know what's going on. Uh, they don't want to tell us anything, but I think it's better that they aren't saying a lot right now because I think this, they're just kind of the taking it. I think they're just taking it day by day. Right. Don't want to say anything yet. Right. And I think it's a positive sign that he was spotted walking already on a boot. Right. If he's, he's walking on, on his own power on a boot, I think he'll be fairly okay. That's all you can ask for. Right. All right, so we got Golden State and Denver as our next matchup. Is uh, Curry Steph playing Curry's, in this series? Curry's still not back, but I assume he'll be back either at the beginning or halfway through the series. Right. They haven't released anything that I've seen about it. Uh, as of um, yesterday, Kerr said that uh, Curry's availability is likely to go down to the wire. Okay. Um, if okay, uh, Kerr said if, it's literally going to be a day day to day thing as it unfolds this week. We'll know a lot more after the next few days when he's ready to pick up his work. If Steph misses two or more games, I want the Warriors in seven. If Steph comes back by game two, give me Warriors in five because Draymond's the perfect person to put on Jokic, right? And you got no one else to slow down. Steph Curry. I, I think Jamal Murray probably doesn't come back yet. No, Jamal Murray is not going to come back. I don't think Porter Jr. is coming back. Is he back? I think Porter – no, he's not yet. But I think the, the people that I've listened to in the Nuggets uh, media say that they're ramping up, but it's just a matter of how long they can keep ramping God, up. NBA teams love that phrase right now, ramping up. God, we're hearing ben it with Simmons Ben Simmons. Bro, up. they're saying Ben Simmons is ramping up. What is he doing? She's taking mid-range jumpers. And Bro, he's not yeah. doing anything. Uh, yeah, Mike Malone said um, that Jamal Murray's return unclear. Um, I want to see him back, but I just don't think he will. Right. So, what do you like? What do you? What, what's your number for Golden State Denver? 
I don't want to keep saying like every series in six, but that's just what I feel like. I feel like, you know, the series are competitive enough where the lower seeds are going to steal a game or two, but the higher seeds are right. just going to favor in the end, you know? Like, I don't think series are going to go really deep in seven. Although, I think the Maver, I think Utah is going to take the Mavs deep if Luka misses at least two games. Yeah, that's the next, that's the next series. I think Dallas wins in seven if Luka misses at least two games. Okay. If Luka so misses Luka none, misses- if Luka misses no games, Dallas in five. If Luka, I think it's kind of like, you know, add and subtract. If he misses none, I think Mavs win in five. If he misses a game, I think Mavs win in six. If he misses two or more, I think we win seven. Okay. Uh, but I do think so I'm, I'm- if Luka doesn't even play a game in this series, I still think it's winnable for us. Okay. I th- I my personal belief and hope is he plays in game one. I just think he will, knowing who he is as a competitor. It should he is the question. Right. I don't know if he necessarily should, but I think he will. Um, so if that happens, if Luca plays, I got Mavs in six again. But if Luca doesn't play two or more games, I got Jazz in seven. Right. Because I think Donovan it's Mitchell it's painful can- to say, but like Utah. Like they're they've Utah really opened up an opportunity right here. It's like they've really struggled recently. They're four right. and six in their last ten games, but and even worse before that. But you just even get just the slimmer of hope that Luca is either going to miss time or he's just going to be playing hurt. Where it's like yeah. it's an opportunity to strike now for them. You give Donovan so, Mitchell that opening, he can go for fifty. Exactly right. And Rudy Gobert can just kill Dwight Powell, but they hate each other now. So hey. <laughs> All right, so and it'll be interesting to see how these two teams play because, I mean, going back just, you know, a little bit over two weeks ago, I mean, these two teams were – Gobert up. and Luca were jawing at each other. Yeah. Mitchell and Gobert were jawing at each other. Like, there is and a little bit of – there is some beef being marinated right now. Quick side note. Beef is being marinated in the fridge between these two teams right now. Quick side note, Rudy Gobert was suspected or was talked about in trade talks to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to see that. I've heard plenty of sentiments that like people would like Gobert on the team. Right? It's like to... like he would be the like finishing touch. Oh, okay. Defense, one more sure. one more thing before we go out east. I saw a, I saw a thing. You know, it was what what position or how many point guards are better than Russell Westbrook? I want to ask you. Right. Okay. Chris Paul. I'm gonna say at least ten. At least ten point guards are better than Russell Westbrook. Okay. Chris Paul. Yep. Chris Paul. Oh, not Chris Darius Paul. Garland. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. CP3. Okay. Chris Paul. <laughs> Steph Cliff Curry. Paul. <laughs> Chris no, Paul Steph- Jr. No. <laughs> Chris His Paul. son's name isn't even Chris Paul Jr., is it? His kid so. actually has a name, doesn't he? <laughs> I think so. Okay. We got Hold Chris on. Paul at one. Stephen Curry. Steph Curry. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Darius Garland, Trey Young, Lamelo Ball, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, yep, Drew Holiday, Dejounte Murray, Dejounte Murray. I like more. D'Angelo Russell. Are we giving the nod to D'Angelo Russell? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Damian Lillard. Lillard, yeah. Even James though this Harden. year was a down year. James Harden. Are we considering Harden a point guard? Yeah. I, is Luca a point guard in our eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then Luca. So 12. <laughs> then Luca. Jalen Brunson. Fred Van Vliet. Is he a point guard? Yep. Are okay. we giving Kyle Lowry the benefit of the doubt? Kyle Lowry? I, I like Kyle Lowry better than Russell Westbrook. That's for sure. I do. I do too. Darren Fox. Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, Jalen Green? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Cade Cunningham. Josh Giddy. <laughs> I, I, Cade Cunningham might be better than Russell Westbrook. Uh, that is. You could 18. make an argument. You could make an argument. That is eighteen point guards. Anyway, it's a lot of names, sidebar. man. It's a lot of names. A lot of names, and then you could even argue like Lonzo Ball. I mean, when Lonzo Ball was like on top of his game in December, right. January. You could when argue those sons were, when those bulls were getting it going, like there's, there's it was quite so it was arguable. Argue. You could right. make a statement. All right. 
Let's go out east because this east, is where right. it gets juicy. Dude, we have every every team is at least four games over 500 or better. I don't it's know the insane. last time that's ever happened in the Eastern Conference. Probably never. Because the Eastern Conference has always been known as the shithole conference that LeBron has ran through his entire career. But now it's a pretty deep conference. LeBron come out west. He can't even make the playoffs. What's up with that? And the 10 seed is not my, the, not my goat. Well, I guess the 9 and 10 seeds are both the same record. Uh, yeah. So in the play-in, we got the 7-seeded Brooklyn Nets hosting the 8-seeded Cavaliers. Kyrie can play at home games now. KD is going to play. But Evan Mobley no, just came back. Evan no Mobley just Allen. came back. No Jared Allen for Cleveland tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Garland is playing. Mm-hmm. Leverage so, should be playing. Right. So hopefully Cleveland is getting guys back because I'm there was a stretch in time where they were just depleted beyond belief. I'm going to say Brooklyn wins by at least 15. Yeah, I, I, I have Brooklyn winning it, but I still think Cleveland takes the eight over either Atlanta or Charlotte. Although, I like Cleveland-Atlanta is going to be a close game if they play each other, I feel like. So you, you think Atlanta over Charlotte? Yes. Okay, oh, so do I. I like Atlanta over Charlotte because I, I saw Charlotte in the play-in game last year against the Pacers. I just don't just think their interior exploded. defense is going to do anything against like John it, Collins or Atlanta, I think Atlanta beats Cleveland. I think Atlanta-Cleveland's going to be a pretty close game. I think it's I think pretty Atlanta, favorable. Cleveland, will be the best game in the play-in. I think it's pretty evenly matched, especially with Atlanta right now and Playing them, on their, well. them on their hot streak. So, so, if, so if that's the case, so the one-seeded Heat would play, I think, Cleveland. Cleveland. I think it's going to be Cleveland. I think it's going to be Cleveland. You think it's going to be Cleveland? I think Atlanta. I think and you think Atlanta. it's going to be Atlanta? I like Miami in four. I think the Heat, honestly, if – depends – because if Allen's able to come back by the seer, by if he's not, or is he? I don't think. I don't think it matters. Think I, think, I think Cleveland in four over Atlanta, and Cleveland in five over, or Miami in four over Atlanta, Miami in five over Cleveland. Yeah, I think the Miami Heat team is really good, and yeah. no one talks about it. I'm with you there. All right. Two now, seven. Now we get on to the juicy stuff. 2-7 oh. in the East is Boston-Brooklyn. <laughs> Insane that we're going to see Kyrie match up against the Celtics in the playoffs. Kyrie, well, maybe, KD, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And War. Time Lord. War. Uh, it's notable to say that Time Lord is out for Boston. He looks to yep. be coming back, it sounds. It sounds like he's ramping up. He's actually, like, going to play? I thought he was going to be uh, shot for the year. I think it's – no, he's coming back pretty soon. They, I think there was halfway through the first round or halfway through the second round. I don't remember which one. Gotcha. If they make the second round for sure, he's coming back. Gotcha. Give me so Boston in this series. Seven. In this series, Boston in seven, I feel like. Boston in seven as well. Yeah. I don't – I think I don't, I, I, it'll be really competitive, and it, will, and it would not shock me if Brooklyn won the series. There's just part Brooklyn, of me that feels like something's just going to go Boston's way and they're going to pull it out. It's either going to be Kyrie has a shit game, a, a Tatum game winner or something, you know, something that just gives Boston a win when they like, the shouldn't line. have deserved it. <laughs> I think Boston is the better team. I think if Ben Simmons plays, I got, I got Nets in five if Ben Simmons plays. That's quite because, the drastic flip because of well, Ben Simmons who on, hasn't played in I know, but you quite can put some him on time. Jason. I'm, I'm saying like peak – like Ben Simmons, like ah, gotcha. next year when they're all healthy, because you can put right. him on Tatum, because no one's going to guard Tatum on this team. Who are you putting on him? Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown. Uh, Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown, pretty much. So, I, and then you put who on Jalen? KD? KD. <laughs> Seth? <laughs> so, I like, I like, I like yeah. Boston in seven. Yeah, I think as the series goes on, the matchups are going to favor the Celtics more. Mm-hmm. And plus, the Celtics defense has just been so good. But you can just never count out Kevin Durant. Exactly. A seven seed with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Of you course can't you can't count, count them out. out. They have, they have yeah. better championship odds than anybody else in the, in the league, and they're the seven seed. If I wasn't a Mavs fan, this would be the series I'd want to watch the most. Like, yeah. this would be my most tuned into series is Boston versus yeah. the Nets. Same. Three six, we got three Milwaukee, six is a bit of a stinker. Chicago. Honestly, don't know if it's a hot take to say, but I have Milwaukee Bucks. sweeps. I have Bucks in a sweep. I have Bucks in a sweep too. 
Yeah, I have no Lonzo. Caruso's looking just there's just no momentum for for Chicago at all. Zach Levine's injured, and you know you yeah. When you have a lineup of Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton, it's some of the best basketball in the league. I I I wouldn't. Are you? I went on a Twitter community, and I I tweeted uh, if your team made the playoffs or play it, who's your team's X factor? I got like forty eight replies, like fifty likes. A lot of people were saying, for, like Milwaukee fans were saying, Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton plays well, it's no one can beat them. And then a lot of Bulls fans said Lonzo Ball, but he's out, so that doesn't count. Demar Derozan, Vucevic. I don't. I just don't think. Chicago has the fire. Like Chicago's gonna need Io Desumu to like Patrick Williams go God mode if they really want to have a chance in the series. Yeah, Caruso. I I got a lot of Bulls replies now that I'm looking at this. If this if if the Bulls are full, if this was the November Bulls, then yeah. it'd be intriguing. But the Bulls also haven't shown that they are Can ca- a good capable team. of even being a good team anyway. So. Yeah. I don't see really where the Bulls are going to be able to grab momentum in the series. I think Milwaukee just kicks them in the teeth full throttle the entire series, and it's just going to be. But I think it was still a successful year for Chicago, even though it kind of ended poorly. Right. When I, 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 right. Cold. You know, of course, you can be disappointed about the year for Chicago, but a lot of it was also out of your control, right? You can say that about Memphis, too. So and many matter- injuries. So many injuries with Chicago this year and still able to make the playoffs, but you also were able to see – you saw early in the season when all those guys were together, you saw what they're capable of. Be. So, you know, there's, de- there's, there's plenty of room for improvement. And plus, and you never know with, um, you know, how next season goes, you never know if like right. a team's going to fall off, team's going to get hurt and drop off a little bit. You never know. And you can say that about Memphis too, that no matter, even if they lose in the first round, their season was still a success. In my opinion, they still, they won their first ever early. division title this year, mm-hmm. yeah, which is so insane. I think, they completely overachieved, even if they do end up losing the first, which I don't think they will. Right. 4-5 Philly, Toronto is going to be crazy. 4-5 Philly, Toronto, and Matisse I don't, I don't know if it's a hot take to say it, but I have Toronto in the series. Matisse cannot I have play. Toronto in seven. Matisse can't play in tor- Toronto. Matisse can't play in Toronto, so that's a max three games he will miss. Okay, so I have a friend that has $20 on this series, and he thinks the – the Philly's gonna win. He's like the easiest twenty I've ever made. And I was like, I like, I like Philly in this series. Who who are you putting on Joel Embiid to stop him? Scottie I just Barnes? don't think there's a bigger coaching dip, dip, uh, discrepancy discrepancy than Doc Rivers to Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is going to Nick have these Sixers coach. in hell. They are going to have Harden in a cell, and it's pretty much going to be like Joel Embiid is pretty much going to beat us, like. He's going to just, like, wear them out and not make it comfortable for them. Like, I'm really confident in Toronto. Like, I understand your point where it's like, you know, of course, Embiid and Harden, like, you know, this these are two bona fide superstars. And right. their talent alone will, will most likely carry them to win in the series. But there's just part of me where it's like Nick Nurse is just going to have these guys coaching. Is just going to have these guys defensively just locked up. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna say. I don't like how he did it in 19. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, you don't have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry this year. I'm gonna stick to my guns. Say Philly in six, because they're at home and Matisse can play at home. I think that's that's my hottest take of the of the playoffs. Is that I have Raptors in seven, in the first round. Yeah, we've agreed with everything else so far. Right, but I think, but I, I don't know. There's. it's there aren't really many hot takes to make. I feel like though. No, I feel like every series is gonna be good. It's it's pretty self-explanatory in my opinion, pretty much with most of the series. I think the second round's where it gets interesting, but we're not gonna, right. Not right. Then, then once you get into the second round, where it's like the majority of the teams are the high seeds, and it's like you're just getting to the best of the best. It's the eight best teams in the league, and you know you're just doing it out. If Jerry so, Trent. So the potential well. for those, so I have Heat's, I have Heat Raptors, Celtics Bucks, Suns, Mavs, Grizzlies, Warriors. I have Phoenix, depending on Luca, I have Phoenix, Dallas, or Phoenix, Utah. 
Golden State, and Memphis. And I have Miami, Philly, Miami, or not Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. Yeah. So pretty much the same, except for Heat Rap, uh, except for the Raptors. Yeah. So we'll this should be a really good first round playoff. Should be like one of the best first round playoffs that I've ever I seen. I thought last year's first round was really good. I thought last year's playoffs were overall really good. I mean, I think this year is going to be so much better. I think this year is going to blow it out swept. of water. I think this year is going to blow out of water. Not only – I think last year felt so great because it was like, you know, that was when the arenas were starting to reopen again. So that's when the, the – near here. That's when like the near full capacity crowds are coming back for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it had like a really good vibe to it. But now it's like all these so Regular many good playoffs. teams, so many good teams, so many good storylines, so many good players. And now we get the full 100% capacity fans – you know, no COVID restrictions, hopefully. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, we – But it'll be – only sweep that we had was Milwaukee-Chicago, and I can, I can completely see Chicago taking a game or two. Right. I just think they're – I think the the compet- like the talent pool is just so on par. And I can even see Minnesota beating – Where it's like so – yeah, right. I, I don't it's, – it's, 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 it's hard for me to see a sweep. I think really the, realistically the only sweep I think that will happen is – Bucks, Bulls, or Suns, whoever they play in the first round. Yeah, Suns if they match up with the San Antonio, the Pelicans, because any any team right. can win any game is really what it boils down to. Right. All right, so that that's first round. You want to go to awards because it is award season. Everybody's MVP. favorite part of the NBA season. Every God, because we love award talk. We do love award. It's talk not the most here. frustrating part of the season. So, I look right up. Pull up. We love awards. M- MVP. I think it's pretty clear cut Jokic. Me too. I don't think. I, I feel mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like mine are kind of simple. Kind of just like kind of quick fire. Jokic MVP. Yeah, rookie, I got of the year's tough. rookie of the year's tough. It's a, it's, it's a toss up between, between Bards and Mobley for me. I like, no, the missed time, the missed time for Mobley kind of hurt him towards the back end, and Barnes kind of caught up with some momentum there at the end of the year. Yeah, but I think overall, I think Mobley had a better season. I'm going. Yeah, I like Mobley because I'm gonna stick to my stick to my prediction because I like defensive like player of the year is tough because it's like that's kind of like a hard award to judge. I feel like you could look at so many different metrics and go so many different mm-hmm. ways with it. I think I, I'm gonna give it to. Giannis just because of how yeah switchable he is and how he's the best help side defender. Yeah. I think it was just I, but he, as long as you have Rudy Gobert, Giannis, or like Bam out of bio. Yo, Kevin O'Connor revealed he voted Gobert for, for DPOI and he got cooked in the replies. I, I like Kevin O'Connor. I like that he just says how, what he thinks. I respect that. I'm not saying his opinion was bad. I was just saying no, that, like, where you think it's like so obvious that Gobert should be in the conversation, I was seeing people that were like, Talking, they're like, are you not crazy? even in the conversation? Yeah, yeah, he's for, definitely in the conversation. Yeah, people were like crazy that for people that was crazy that O'Connor was that had that he had Gobert as his DPOI. Yeah, you know, most approved player I think is really interesting as well because the beginning of the I'd year, I'd probably I was, go Jaw, honestly. I'm going, uh, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that's a fair one too. Or even like Jordan Poole? I think, see, Poole's fair, but I think Murray, and I think Murray jumped to a, another tier, but I think Jaw just went just to a whole nother level. Yeah. When it comes to most, when it comes to improvement, like, like, of course, everybody, he was really good his rookie year. Last year was even better, but I think just the, the meteoric jump he took from last year to this year is the only just. Reason I- is so exponentially large that I feel like yeah. he's most improved to me. But no disc, but I'm also going to credit Jonte Murray. He damn near averaged a triple double. <laughs> the only reason he I'm damn not near going, averaged a triple double and made the all star team. So the only reason I'm not going to go to Jaw is because of how much time he missed. Right. He also did miss a lot of time towards the back end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Coach of the year, I have. Um, Oh, I, I always forget his name, and I always feel so bad. Not the Grizzlies coach, Taylor um, Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins. I got. I had Michael Malone stuck in my head. I think Taylor 
just because of. I feel like you can give it to Michael. Mal- uh, not Michael. Monty Williams or Monty Williams or Emi um, Udoka from the Celtics. Has literally, an who Taylor Jenkins? Good lord, we literally were just talking about him, and then I blanked on his name for a second. But I think I, if you I give it to either I one of those two, then Mike I'd be fine with that. Or I'm a Udoka, yeah. First, yeah, first year. Or you but can, give Jason Kidd. Say JB Bickerstaff. Acknowledge Jason Kidd. Acknowledge Jason Kidd. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get that many votes, but he should be acknowledged. I see him coming in like sixth or seventh. He should be acknowledged for. He can the get job like a third place vote. He can get like a third. I feel like people vote. didn't give him a chance. You know. I do too, but. I feel like nobody really gave him a fair shot, and then I just I kind of ignored what he was doing. Oh, I definitely did. I definitely didn't give him a fair shot, but I also yeah, both I of us did. Acknowledge. And I'll and you know I'll own up to it. I was thoroughly impressed, and I'm oh, happy I was about mad it. As hell when we hired him. Yeah, me too. I but I was, I was, night. but I trusted the process and I waited it out and work with me. I had James Booknight and Kai Jones on my all rookie second team at the beginning of the year. Neither one of them played. <laughs> the Booknight thing still kind of confuses me because when he did play, he was really good. Right. And oh, for him being a lottery pick too, right? Yeah. Like in, into the lottery, but still a lottery pick nonetheless. Yeah. Is there anyone that you saw in March Madness that you're like, wow, I like him. Like his stock like rose for you while watching him. Oh man, there were a lot. Honestly, RJ Davis at North Carolina. Okay. That dude. I thought, I know a lot of people are going to say Caleb Love did not have a good national championship game. He did not. Did not have a good national championship game. And he's been a streaky player pretty much his entire college career. RJ Davis really took it to another level that I was impressed with in March. Um, I think say, I think Bancaro really stood out for Duke in the Alan, tournament. Yep. Like I know everybody has him, like you know, projected top three pick top and what three, all and yeah. whatnot. But I think what Bancaro showed during their run was really special. Um, I finally just stopped kind of hating on Kansas for a second and really appreciated um, Baji. Yeah, God, he's good, man. The fact that he might be a mid, like. It's incredible, First dude. Round pick is incredible. It's crazy how good the Big Twelve is, and it still doesn't get the credit it deserves in terms of talent pool. Yeah, the fact that like the Big Twelve was hands down the best league in college basketball this year, bar none. Yeah. And it's probably not going to see that many lottery picks. Yeah. But keep talking about the ACC and the Big Ten for me, though. Like the Big 12s won back to back championships or anything, and it's made three straight national championships. <laughs> I think the person that I saw the most that I liked the most was Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. Yeah. I think whoever, I think when he gets drafted, it's going to be an unpopular pick. Like the fans on Twitter are going to be like, what the heck? We just traded for a guy that was like nine, nine, and nine in Baylor or like whatever he averaged, which wasn't impressive. Right. But I think he's going to be the perfect, like, Draymond Green, like, hey, in, like, 10 years, you're going to see why we drafted him. Yeah. Because he's going to be the corner piece of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I was really imp- – oh, man. Oh, there's a – I thought Baycott was pretty good, too. I think he really showed out for Carolina. Um, I mean, Manic was a really fun story. Yeah. Uh, the transfer at Oklahoma, I remember watching him for a few years and then – does him, Baycott get him, drafted? Him baking out. I don't know. I mean, I felt like Baycott got pretty robbed of ACC Player of the Year, in my opinion. So that might hurt his stock, unfortunately. Right. Um, but I can't see a whole lot of teams seeing him. But at, I mean, 6'10, 240. I mean, he's 6'10. Yeah. Okay. So he's technically an undersized center. He's 6'10, 240, floor. average 16 and 13. I mean, his field goal percentage could probably be better, and he doesn't have much of a mid-range game at all. Yeah, but like, I mean, he's I, just I like a really, a just like you mean, he's just like a really just athletic guy, you know. I don't see many teams taking a shot like a draft pick with him, especially not in the first round. Like, if anything, it's going to be late, late second round that I think he's going to get picked right. up. If... I like uh, the Jovich kid out of oh, Nikola Jovich. Yeah, I drafted him. I drafted that Jovich guy. I had a, I don't know if I told you about this. I had a, did I tell you about this expansion my league I did in 2K? With what team? Uh, I made a team in Kansas City. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Then, uh, I made a team I in Kansas City. Um, I put another team in Seattle. Kyrie got picked in the expansion draft because Brooklyn didn't protect him, which was hilarious. I think my first pick might have been Jordan Poole. Maybe might have been Jordan Poole. I'm not sure, though. Uh, but not good. But we ended up getting picks, and I ended up getting uh, Nikola Jovic, Tre- uh, Trevor Keels, uh, Bryce McGowans, and uh, Victor Webanyama as the number one pick in the draft. Oh, wow. In two years. So that I was pretty a, I cool. Th- I have a theory. So, about yeah, Victor. I've been doing my research on Nikola Jovic. Dude's a stud. I love him. I have a, I have a theory about uh, Webanyama and that his draft, he's going to go first, I think, no matter what next year. But I think how like the casual fan looks at him is going to depend very heavily on how Chet Holmgren does this year. Right. Yeah. So I think he's going to probably be first or second no matter what, unless there's a big college prospect that we're not seeing just pops out. I think Chet really showed out too. I know Gonzaga lost early in the tournament, but I think in the games they played, in the games they played, I thought Chet really showed what he can bring, especially defensively. Yeah, I think I think. I want to see Chet in uh, Detroit. I think Chet in Detroit is ideal for me. Right. But, well, we got anything else basketball? Or you want to talk a little bit about the stick and ball for a little bit? Uh, you know, round ball, round bat, man. It's back. Yes, so it back. Is. Got I got the beat up on the Pirates series. in the first series. Actually, well, our, the Cardinals series never ended because our game, our series got postponed. Or we were supposed to play at 1 o'clock today, but our game got postponed because of rain. Weather. Um, but, you know, the very odd four game, fourth game of a series at 1 o'clock on a Monday. You know those. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone loves sitting down to watch those. But, uh, you know, kind of defeated after losing to the Pirates, yes, uh, on Sunday. But, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. You take with what you get. You know, <laughs> it happens. It happens. You lose. The, the Yankees lose so. the Orioles sometimes, you know? It happens. We, oh, I don't know why we do, but we love it to, happens. We love it, to yeah, do that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how we do it, but we lose we, to them sometimes. We love you know? to lose to the Baltimore Orioles in clutch games. You know, some days you can win 9 nothing. The next day you win 6-2. And then the next day you're giving up a grand slam in your opening start as a Cardinal to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, you know, it's well, unfortunate. And so we didn't play today, but y'all got shut out today. So yeah, that sucks. Alec Manoa just had our number. Yo, Alec Manoa, he is a uh, good. He's, he's gonna he's gonna throw in that that like rawhide rawhide with red stitches on it. Yeah, I thought he's he's gonna toss in that thing. I was watching a little bit of the Rangers uh, Blue Jay series, dude. I was like, oh, I don't know what it is between those two teams, but whenever those two go after go at it, whack shit goes on. I know why. Between dude. those two teams, dude. It's the Jose Bautista. Rudy I don't know Dorfers. if they were if they brought back the Field of Dreams ball for this series specifically, or fine. if both pitcher or if both teams pitching rotations were just when when Jose Barrios got fucking shelled. Just in the didn't first, have I was it, like, bro. But they were just smacking the ball. I think both teams' bats are just that good, though. I also believe that. I think I'm giving the Rangers line up a lot less credit than I should be. I was like, you know, outside of Seager and Sammy, I don't really know what they got, but they got Brad Miller, who is always sneaky. Brad Miller. Just Brad oh, Miller is weeks. always sneaky, man. He led the Cardinals and damn homers in 2020. <laughs> he's always sneaky, bro. He can play anywhere. He's got the lefty pop. He was the fucking leadoff home run. Like it was nothing against Toronto on Thursday. Um. But and then, then God, the game on Sunday was nuts. Dude, the game on Sunday starts like the Blue Jays are just home run derbying on Spencer Howard. Like poor Spencer Howard threw an 85 cutter cookie down the middle of Vlad, hit it for 118 miles an hour and 467. 467, yeah. Nah, bro. The 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 batted ball data was 18 degree launch angle, 467 feet, 118 miles an hour. Did that you see that Barson home run, dog? And then the – bro, I think I saw it was the highest and fastest pitch ever hit for a home run in the StatCast era. That shit was flying. It was 99 up and in. Or it might have been 101 flying. up and in and just took off. 
it's Buxton crazy, that man. Guy. It's crazy. And then Mike Trout hit a home run on the fastest pitch he's ever hit in his career. Um, the Apple TV broadcast was apparently really bad. I didn't hear it, but I had it. I was watching it, but I had it on mute. I don't love the the pitching knee pad thing. The pitch com? Yeah, I don't. I don't love that. Why? It's not. It's kind of a boomer take from you. I I know, but when I was watching, it makes uh, total sense. I know it does. I I think I think it, I and an idea. It's good. I just don't think it's been perfected yet because well, yeah, that see, comes with time. I think it's their first know, time but using it. You could see like Severino trying to cover up his ear, trying to see the pitch. And I was like, and right. were, Severino was very obviously upset with it. And I was yeah. like, mm, this kind of sucks. But yeah, but I think, really it was, is, I mean, but I think with time, I think with time it'll get better. Yeah. A really good series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. Those, those two never disappoint. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, crazy game, crazy game on Friday, the opener, which could not have started any better for my Garrett Cole slander. Uh, oh, oh, what a start. It was so awesome. After those and three then, runs that we played great. I just it don't was understand so why was awesome. Three. It was the most Garrett Cole start ever. And of course, nice. against the Red Sox. And then, of course, he after the game, it comes out with this BS excuse. Four minutes. It was four minutes off my scheduled time. Oh, I want to. I want to say something. Off my routine. Damn you, Billy Crystal. As soon as, Raf- as soon as I saw Rafael Devers step up to the plate, <laughs> I, I I sat. I was because I sit here to watch the game. You could just you could just already see it happening. As soon as I saw him walk up to the plate after Xander got on base, Kike the Kike got, Kike got walked on four pitches. I sat here. I walk. I see. I see. Rafi Devers, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Damn it. I just kind of sit here. I, can't, I sit here and slouch. There was a ball. There was a high fastball, and I just watch it fly. Oh, there like, it goes, man. Second deck, just like that. Like, you didn't even have, like, any time to, like, take a breath when the game started. Like, just immediately, turn on over. Rafael Devers, second deck. Here it goes. As soon as I, yeah, as soon as I saw that pitch, I was like, there it is. Dude, that's always myself, like the like the most here. anxious feeling as a baseball fan, where it's like you've barely like gotten any chance to settle into watching the game, and like you've already gotten you've already given up like the like the leadoff runner gets on in the first like two pitches, and you've barely gotten settled into the game, and then like two pitches later, two run bomb, and you're just like, oh yeah, as soon as I, as shit! Soon as I saw that middle high fastball to Rafael Devers. I was like, you're just like, oh. Shit! Wow, that happened fast. I, Isaiah Connor Falefa, please play some defense, dog. Please. <laughs> Kyle no, people, pe- people on Twitter saying uh, IKF stands for I can't fucking hit. Kyle Higashioka, <laughs> I was I I made memes about you, Kyle Higashioka, for spring training. I made memes about you, Joey Gallo. Fucking touch the ball with your bat every once in a while. Aaron Judge, I love you. Stay. Hey, Josh Donaldson earned his pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, first you can't game, deny that, was... that Josh Donaldson earned his pinstripes. Rizzo, round of applause. Dude, Rizzo's been on fire. Round of applause for Rizzo, man. That was a good series for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cardinals got just kind of kicked around the Pirates a little bit for a few days. Uh, I will say, around. you know, even though he lost on yesterday, that opener on Thursday, the first inning of that game was probably like some of the most chilling baseball I've watched in a long time. Like, I personally, and I think I've probably said it on this podcast before, where I've been a very, like, I've been very anti-Albert Pujols on the Cardinals for 2022. I've been yes, in. I, as soon as he saw, as soon as he, uh, he signed, I texted you. Yeah, I've been in the camp of there's no need for him. It's just a PR thing. You know, it's all this. It's if we get him, it'll be the only move we make. And I was right. This was essentially really the only move we made. It was. Uh, but I essentially looked at it where. You know, the nostalgia is going to hit no matter what. Right. I might as well just root for it to go as well as possible if it's going to, if it's going to happen. Right. So, you know, I've been, you know, of course the Cardinals, they don't know anybody else on the team exists except for Albert Pujols. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, I I think they kind of know who Arnato and O'Neal are. Um, They love Arnato's hair. But so do I. It's very good. The flow (laughs) is very nice and I respect it. Was sick. Uh, but what do you call it? Just that first inning of when 
Well, it all starts all well because we're just kicking the Pirates' ass in the first inning. Just doesn't, like, the Pirates pitcher has no time to settle in before Carlson reaches on base, Goldschmidt gets walked, O'Neal gets an RBI, Arenado gets an RBI, and then Pujols with the bags full comes to the plate, man. And when I tell you, everyone is just like on the edge of their seat where they're just like, yo, he's really back, bro. Like he's really up here with the bases loaded, like right now and in Bush. And when I say that he looks 10 years younger, he looks 10 years younger wearing a Cardinal jersey. I don't care. I don't know if it was – it had to have been because he was wearing another team's jersey, but he looks so much older not wearing a Cardinal jersey. It's literally the Dwayne Wade. Uh, as soon as he put back on the birds on the bat, he looks like he's 30 years old again. Um, he's not necessarily hitting like he's 30 years old again. But he looks but like anyway, uh, he got a really unfortunate fly out that made everybody shit their pants because uh, they thought he had a homer in his first day be back, but he didn't. Um, Dude, he went hitless. Had- Him and Molina went hitless, but, but those two were like the ones that got the most attention. Right. Carlson, Goldie, O'Neill, and Arenado combined for like six walks, six RB. O'Neill had five RBI on his own. Arenado had some RBI. Goldie got on five times. Wayno shoved for six shutout innings. Like it was kind of a perfect day, in all honesty. It was quite a perfect opening day. Uh, the Saturday game was fine. Um, kind of same old, same old. Arenado did a lot. Kind of got her shake kicked in last night or yesterday, and then we yeah, kick off, and then we host Kansas City starting tomorrow for a little two-gamer. And then we go on a really big road trip. We got a four-gamer in Milwaukee, a three-gamer in Miami, and then a three-gamer in Cincinnati. So, kind of getting some favorable. We are getting some very favorable matchups throughout the first month of the season. We yeah, were supposed to play four versus Pittsburgh, but now it's only going to be three. Are uh, going to it up eventually? Yeah, we're going to have a doubleheader in, I think, June is when they said it was going to be. Did they change the doubleheader rules? Uh, Yeah, it's back to nine innings now. Okay. Yeah. Is that this year or is that next year starting? This year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, two, four games good. against Kansas City, three games against Miami, three games against Cincinnati, four games against Arizona. And that's just our first month of the year. So... I like those. I like those odds right like now. Those matchups. It's looking very nice. The matchups. Oh, and then we play Baltimore right after. Oh man, this is great. I can't wait to start playing not the best teams in the league, but whatever. Yeah, y'all starting out with Boston and Toronto back to back is tough. At least it was at home. Yeah. Uh, that dude, this Toronto lineup is insane. It's there's just no weaknesses. There is no even when like Alejandro Kirk or someone walks up, I'm like, I still don't want right. to watch him. He still can do damage. He at the can plate. still do damage. Like I'm not. He's yeah. the one I'm least afraid of. But like, right. I still don't want to see him. You still, play. if you throw him a mistake pitch, he's gonna make you pay for it. Right. Yeah. So at least, at least you're lucky. After this Toronto series, you have three against Baltimore, three against Detroit, three against Cleveland, three against Baltimore, three against Kansas City. Bro, Cleveland can't hit until yesterday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, until Stephen Kwan got activated, until the Guardians hit the Kwan, um, they've Ooh. now been rejuvenated, and now Stephen Kwan is literally God. It's unbelievable. It's so fun. I'll say my last thing on the Apple TV broadcast or whatever. It doesn't make sense to me. While I'm okay with Major League Baseball kind of going outside of the box for at least where you can watch the games, it's like, I don't care if it's on Apple TV. I'll watch it wherever. It doesn't matter. You know what I was looking into was buying one game or buying one team for, like, the baseball season. I I just want to watch the Yankees, really. Like, I'm not a a super diehard. I got to watch every game of the MLB series. It's like $150 to do that for one team in in it. Basketball and the NBA, it's 35. Right. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? I don't know. But what I was, but my point was going to be is like, if you're going to go to, like, if you just, like, I feel just like Major League Baseball just like doesn't just like put things together. They have complained right. for years about 
blackouts. They've complained that it games aren't as accessible as they used to be. And yep. they want games to be accessible. They want to watch baseball. And like, yeah, they put it on a paywall, which it is what it is. But then like right. they make the broadcasters like don't they don't even like watch the game. They don't talk about the game. Like they spend five minutes just not talking about baseball at all. And it doesn't not make any sense to me. And where it's like they want to say they want to grow the game and then just fall flat on their face every time. Don't make watching one team the same price as watching a whole season. I when I when I saw that, I was like, really? <laughs> one team? Right. That's whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. I w- it wouldn't be blacked out here because I'm not in New York. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing for me, too, with Cardinal games, you know? But I was like, screw that. I'm just going to legally stream that. It was like 35 not gonna, bucks. Not going, not going to admit it. No. We love no. paying money for baseball. I pay for my streaming services. And the actually pay for the NBA one, but I can't watch math games on that. Right. I, you know what's not that accessible got. around here? Valley Sports Southwest. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just watch stuff. I don't have a TV. I just watch stuff on a laptop. So. Right. Right, so I mean, at, at that point, you're kind of just, like, restricted to just streaming at that point. So, mm-hmm. Or get the Bali app and deal with all that, but I, I right. it's too much work. So, um, all right, so next on the docket, Masters, you know, Scotty Scheffler. Our own Scotty Scheffler, Highland Park. Kidding. Dude, I don't I'm know kidding. who that is. Is I'm that a kidding. real person? Yeah, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters uh, <laughs> over, over the weekend. Uh, Highland Park alumni, he joins now the illustrious group that is in, that includes names as such of Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford. Did you know they went to high school together? As now champions of their sport, all now Highland Park Scots. So. Did you know they went to high school together? You don't, no, you don't really hear about it nowadays, you know. Stafford went to high school together. You know, some, some you know. What really, a cool school that must be. Some you don't really hear about nowadays, you know. Dude, I love hearing <laughs> that every time either one of them is on TV. Dude, now Scotty Scheffler is going to be named with, you know, now now Scotty Scheffler is a group he's going to be he's going to be referred with for the rest of his life. God, I hope not. I can't deal. I can't do that. Even especially <laughs> since I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll get get to know him, buddy. Because he's from Dallas, so you're going to be hearing about him. Dude, the only golfer I know is Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth. Well, guess what? Scotty Scheffler is going to be on Jordan Spieth territory real soon. So And Rory McIlroy. Have on. It's Mac. It's McIlroy, actually. It's McIlroy. It's Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy would be kind of sick, though. What happened to McIlroy? What's he doing now? I don't know. Stealing Grammys from really classic hip-hop albums. Winning right, a Grammy I'm... over Jesus. <laughs> I think we got <laughs> What are we talking about? Like, I don't know. Well, you asked me what Macklemore's up to, and I was telling you what he was up to. Dude. There's... Okay, when's the last... I'm... Okay, before we end, when is the last time Macklemore dropped an album? I have no yes. idea, and I don't care to find out. Well, you're going to, because I want to look this up. Not really. Yeah, nice. I'm How's curious it? as well. Macklemore. Were there any uh any any, gra- any Grammys, any Grammy Mac- takes you got? Dude, I don't. I didn't watch the Grammys. I, have no <laughs> I know you didn't. He hasn't dropped anything since 2017. Wow. I actually, dropped an EP. But I guess. A- but apparently, the heist is the best there is. The heist was in the music industry for the time. For the times the heist dropped. I thought that was the greatest hip hop project of all time because I was like twelve. I didn't I didn't know rap music until I listened to the heist and I was like, oh, this is kind of sick. And then I just the want you I, I just want shot. you to know that the heist beat out. Nothing was the same. Good Kid, Mad City, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and Jesus. Yeah, but did it have thrift shop on it? No, it didn't. That's crazy because I feel like it didn't have twenty dollars in their pocket. That's crazy. I'm popping tags. I don't even remember how this song. Blood, goes. blood on the leaves alone shits on anything Malcolm Moore has made in his career. Can I go thrift shopping? What? 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 
Whoa. Now, I will say whoa, that that whoa, did have whoa, its cultural whoa. impact on society in 2012. And you know, I, you know what else had a cultural impact? And like I that? was not in, I, I did not fall short in that group of listening to it on my way to basketball games to get hype. Shout out Gangnam Style. Shout out the Harlem Shake. Shout out Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> Shout out Carly Ray Jepsen. Call me maybe. No. Classic. Will never be topped. Never? <laughs> There will never be a better song than Call Me Baby by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> never. <laughs> Not one. Oh, man. It's kind of it's kind of tough, you know? It's really what hard. About, what about that uh, Lord song, Royals? By oh, Lord. dude. Lord slaps, man. Royals, tennis court, um, team. Tennis court. Come uh, on now. I think I, only know tip. I think I only know Royals. Come on now. Lord's got some bops. I feel like Lord and Ellie Golding are kind of on like the same spectrum in terms of like bangers. Megan Trainer, <laughs> just bangers. Do not speak. Do not put Megan Trainer in the same category <laughs> as Ellie Golding and Lord. Those two sit uh, on else? a different. Those two. Those two are over. Are are over here. Kelly Clarkson. I think we've I think we've reached our time limit for today. Uh, I appreciate yeah, I you guys. Gotta, I think we've got to go while we're ahead. Yeah, I think uh, Aiden's the starting first twenty five minutes. I think, think I think Aiden's starting to lose his mind a little bit, guys. Um, you know, you know, once once sports isn't the topic anymore, kind of kind of doesn't really get anywhere animals. after that. So I think it's a good ending point here. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, I will not be a terrible co-host and wait a week to upload this. Uh, Aiden, you have my word because I'm literally saying it on the show right now. Wow. Clip it and ship it. When you hear this podcast, it will be released on Tuesday, April 12th. Getting it out before the play-in game? Don't even know what time it'll come out, but it'll come out. It'll, It'll be there. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be, it'll be on Spotify, it. it'll be on Apple Podcasts, and it'll be on YouTube. I'll hold you to it. Also, shout out Josh Green. Josh Green's been playing Shout really out well Josh Green. Time. He's going to get playoff minutes this year, and it's going to be spectacular. Early most improved player next year. I'm going to stick to my guns. That He's is – you are year. going to – you're going to literally die on that hill, unfortunately. Oh, I will. You'll die so lonely on that I'm hill. I'm going to die on that hill until he wins the award. <laughs> Every year from now on, it's Kelton Johnson or Josh. There's got to be like a certain age where you just like aren't eligible for the award anymore, right? Who's the old? Who's the oldest person to Is win? Is it? Can you even have an age limit on an, on most improved player? I think there's been some pretty old ones that have won the award. Most improved. Daryl Armstrong won it when he was 30. So wow. I got nine more years of this. <laughs> Julius Randall won it in. 2020 21 so he would have been 26 he would have been he was 26 when he won it last year yeah Uh, i think was 30 he did turkaloo 28 yeah i was gonna say he did turkaloo when he won it was a little bit experienced yeah i've i've got time okay i've got time to push this narrative victor depot 25 all right we can do this. We can go. We can go all. Oh, I'm not. So, stabbing. so, so you're telling website. me that Josh Green is going to be is going to enter hit enter in, into the namesake of Kevin Love, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, CJ McCollum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brandon Ingram, Pascal Siakam, and Julius Randle. We're gonna trade Tim Hardaway Jr. in the offseason. Josh Green's gonna get those minutes. He's going to be sixth man of the year and most improved player in the same Where year. is Tim Hardaway Jr. going and who is taking on his contract? Clippers. For who? For what? A Nothing. Printer? I don't I don't even want. Yeah, sure. I'll take a printer. Just get the money off my team. Him <laughs> and when we throw him and Bertans. Wow, we're already getting off the Bertans train like that? Dude, I'm so ready for this offseason. I have so many <laughs> offseason takes. It's insane. <laughs> All right, we've, we've got to we've got to stop before I start rambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we got to stop before Aiden starts giving us his his entire offseason wish list. The, uh, dude, I'm so and his and just his entire hypothetical if he was Mavs GM. Uh, what do you think I What do you think I do every day? What do you think I wake <laughs> up for? 
hypothetical DeAndre George or DeAndre Aiden to the Mavs trades. It really does suck that we can no longer uh, make Giannis to Dallas a hypothetical. Oh no! In my head, it's still there. It really does suck that that's well, not a hypothetical anymore. Like it what really is- pains me. Like it was so fun, really believing for a split you second. See, hey, you see that KD tweet about Dwight Powell, bro? KD's tampering, bro. Get KD to Dallas, dog. KD's tampering, bro. Luca, Luca's building a culture. I, I, I do believe that actually. <laughs> I think we're gonna. Oh, I, I absolutely luck. believe so too. And him and our new GM, we're gonna have some luck. We're gonna sign. Uh, bro, I don't there's Nico. Nico's gonna pull one out of out of out of, out of he's, Nico. Nico's gonna reach into his bag, and he is going to do some this off season. That that's Mavericks, gonna make just, us. That's gonna make us be like a little. Whoa, you were able to do that. <laughs> These have no more sexual assault charges, though, Mavericks. That'd be super yeah. cool of you. Yeah, let's let's not let's let's let's, let's raise the bar a little bit. Let's right. not be doing that anymore, please. Because I like this team. Me too. This this team is the only thing that brings me happiness in my life. Just want a playoff series, free please. Just Luca, be okay. Free please. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll see you next time when you see this. Uh, play in. Watch the play in. Watch it. How right we were because we're are we masterminds. are we NBA schedule promoters? Am I am I just now like? Tune no, in tomorrow not, at 6 p.m. No. Central as the Cleveland Cavaliers take on the Brooklyn Nets in the not Eastern until Conference play-in. Not until we get a bag. Not until they start paying us. Just, <laughs> we're going to be right. I'm going to go on to work for um, – what's their name? Uh, quick intermission, quick intermission. Quick intermission. I'm going to go on to work for the ringer. I'm going to be the next Kevin O'Connor with all my right predictions. Um, I'm going to interview Josh Green and I'll be, ch- I'll be good. I'll be good. I feel like we probably should have ended this. Like, Oh no, we definitely should have. A good two minutes about my <laughs> talking about dude. If I interview Josh Green, life good. Thank you guys for watching. Oh, so uh, I feel like we haven't like officially ended it, in, but I feel like it's kind of over now. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about uh, how well the Mavericks are playing in the second round. Yeah, we've reached we've reached our point. We'll see you guys we've next time. Pure, just degrading. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching.